We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. In the fourth quarter, you fought your way back in in the last you know, 30 seconds of this thing. What was the difference not being able to make that full comeback? Yeah, you know, and they, they played really well. I thought it was, you know, a hard-fought game, but, you know, our, our defense obviously wasn't good enough, you know. So, uh, you, you know, I thought the, we, we fought back several times. We, we had the lead there for a while, but we couldn't hold on to it. And then, uh, you know, free throws hurt us, fouls hurt us, turnovers hurt us. Miami was six for seven from three in that fourth quarter there. Yeah. What was the issue? Well, I think the big thing is, you know, like they're going to put a, a lot of pressure on you. With I thought uh, Jimmy uh, Butler and, and Kyle, uh, you know, they spread you out. And then you got you got Hero and you got Martin Cutting and Bam is, you know, he's going to make you pay for, you know, with his, with his rebounding. And then he can initiate as well. So uh, you get spread out, and you got to fly around, and you got to contain dribble penetration, and you got to finish your defense. So I thought the rebounding was good, uh, but they got rid of them early. You know, Butler getting 14 free throws, that's, that's a problem. That's a problem. Jesse, what's going on, Jesse? I'm frightened of falling to play in for the simple fact that any team could have an outstanding shooting night like Minnesota. Season could be over in a heartbeat. Oh, my God. I mean, you want to talk about nightmare scenarios? I just saw before um, that the uh, the Hawks, uh, poor Hawks, such a shame. You really hate, you hate to see it. You just you hate to see it. Um, they lost on some Carl Anthony Towns free throws. It's, it's, it's just such a shame. Such a shame. Uh, but anyway, the Hawks, who I hate, uh, from the city of Atlanta, which I don't care for, um, they are in eighth a game ahead of Toronto who is only a half game ahead of Chicago. So Toronto and Chicago are coming. Um, that all that being said, the notion of playing of falling to the plan would be to be very clear an unmitigated disaster for this team, because it would involve in all likelihood losing twice to the heat down the stretch losing at least one, if not more games that you are quote unquote supposed to win. Um, and it would involve the narrative of like, not only the heat passed you, but the nets passed you after they traded their star players. 
And then if you ever lost that playing game, oh my God. Whether it's to, I mean, Atlanta would be the worst, but like it really wouldn't even matter. And then if you fell, even if you fell down to eighth and then like you won the, the second playing game and you like, it just be, it would be disaster. It'd be, that's what they have to avoid. Hey, Shane, what's going on, Ashenferg? Defensive scheme isn't the problem. I agree. We're not executing. I agree. Jalen, I, I mean, I always agree with you, Haitian. Uh, Jalen being out and back may have ruined the defensive chemistry. Luckily, we have off days coming up to fix this with with practice. We have to get right on defense. I, I, I now I'm thinking more about what Alex said before about Bronson maybe not being right um, defensively. Is he favoring something? Is that why he's not his full self? I, I don't know. I don't know. It, but he need because. When the point of attack is so weak, which it is weak right now, everything else is a trickle-down effect. And I understand other guys aren't as locked in. Not locked in is the wrong word. As crisp as they need to be. But, and like Mitch, that's part of that too. Like they depend on him to be great so much. Hardenstein too, even in his minutes. So yeah, it's, they got to they gotta clean it up. <clears throat> Thanks, Haitian. Uh, Todd, uh, RJ also kicking out much more. Guys don't hit a lot. Yeah, Todd, uh, I thought RJ's passing was maybe even better than his shot making tonight. His passing has been really great for a while now. Um, it's probably the most encouraging thing because the thing that bothered me the most for most of the season was taking shots when the pass was obviously there. And he's not doing that anymore. He's, he's making the obvious pass. And if he's going to do that, I, I you know the defense is good enough. He's giving you everything you want right now. And yes, guys missed some passes off. We should have had more assists. Kevin Danishevsky tonight feels like a night we could have used a jumbo wing. And again, it, but I, I think that gets back to a lot of people's comments on RJ. Like, you have a jumbo wing. His name is RJ Barrett. Run the offense more through him. But I think it's more defensively, right? And for as much as RJ's defense has improved, I still don't think defensively he is at the point where it's like you're not like you don't you don't feel comfortable putting him on a Jimmy Butler. And honestly, I'm not sure that you should. Like RJ kind of lacks that physicality on defense. Like the possession that I think Benji was referencing, it's the one that sticks out in my mind where like and Breen, it said on the broadcast, like uh, RJ played good defense, but you know, Butler just made a, a better shot, like where RJ kind of went straight up. Like, again, I use this term a lot with RJ on defense. Like, Jimmy, he did not make Jimmy Butler feel him on defense there. Whereas during that stretch was late in the third quarter. Yeah, it was after the Randall Tech. So it was 88 77. And then there were at least two, and I want to say three possessions over that next several minute stretch where Jimmy Butler got the ball and my God, did they bring, they brought everything and they were like, it was selective doubling and like just physicality. They brought physicality and they, they got in his shit and he missed a bunch, he missed a bunch of shots and it helped them get back in the game. Like RJ's it's tough for him to do that. You know, so like you're wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah, it's just it's tough. But Roger was really good tonight. 
Uh, Austin Z, what's going on, Austin? What I'm loving most about RJ's play recently is the maturity he's showing with his approach. Completely agree. Picking apart defenses deliberately instead of just barreling in. Yes, 100% yes. And I think this is why more than like... I, again, I, there, I mean, look, there are some... I'm not naming any names. There are some RJ supporters out there who will like go and try to like concoct fake stats to 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 prove to you like why RJ is playing well when he's clearly not playing well. I don't care about those people. The people that I care about and that I listen to are people like Mensa, you know, who are like, look, I'm not going to sit here and be like RJ Barrett's been good this year, but you don't talk even about trading a guy who has shown you what he has shown you. And who has grown in the ways he has grown, and like you don't give up on that. And I think what we're seeing now from RJ, this improved play is why people like Mensa are so spot on with this stuff. Where it's like, again, I know it's frustrating. I know it's his fourth year. I know we, like the, the team is ready to win now. When he doesn't play and he hasn't played well this year, it has stuck out because the rest of the team has played so well around him. Um, but like since the All Star break, he's had one bad half, really first half against the Clippers. That's it. The rest of his play has been really great or at least good. Um, so yeah, completely agree. I, I agree. It's maturity and, and we're seeing more growth right before our eyes. Uh, Duran visual variant. What's going on, Duran? I think coaches are more likely to challenge plays that take or put points on the board, not save the possession. And tell you what, put Jimmy Buckets on our roster and we're a title contender this year. Well, you're... Look, you're... Yes, I agree with you on the the challenge thing, which I think is why some people wanted him to challenge the Hardenstein offensive foul, which, again, the pushback is, would it really have been overturned? I don't think it would have been. As far as putting Jimmy on this team, I mean, I don't want. I, I just, I just got done praising RJ Barrett for a great game, and he did have a great game, and he's been playing really well for weeks. And I just was like, this is why you don't trade him. All that said, just in a vacuum, if you put Jimmy Butler on this team, are they a championship contender? Fuck yes. <laughs> oh my god, are they ever? Um, Kevin Danishevsky, my one criticism of Tibbs is that he always closes with heart. If you do that, he should start because two 18-minute stretches must be tiring for an energy guy. Um, oh, it isn't that he always closes with heart. It's that he, if you do that, he should start. Yeah, I, I again, I don't think he should start for Grimes and he's not starting for RJ. I get it. I mean, maybe there's... But that, re that really kind of requires you well I mean he, did, he didn't close with the first half with him tonight for what it's worth so I don't know I don't know do you get the sense that Hart ever gets tired I don't know I don't really get that sense it's fair though and he might be starting next year uh, remember this is not the year next year's the year Ed Paula notice Mike Breen saying he heard from an assistant coach that they that they heard from assistant coaches that they love Deuce. I love to hear that. Yes, I paid attention to that. I paid attention to that when I heard it. And great job by you pointing that out. It's another reason why. Again, this is a guy that is under contract next year for no money. No money. Um, <laughs> uh, 
if they make a trade that's a consolidation trade uh, and Deuce gets in the rotation, that's a good thing. All right. Thanks, Ed. All right. Busy. All right. Here we go. I know it's coming. We can point out all the reasons why we lost, but when Andrew points out a mistake from Tibbs on questionable substitutions, blasphemy. If I can give Tibbs flowers, J-Mac, you got to start giving giving blam, blame, blame. Blam is not a word. Blame. Um, yeah, I mean, look, you, when you lose a game, everyone is responsible. Players are responsible. The coach is responsible. What I try to do on here is offer the other side of the coin because, as I've told you, Busy, many times, I feel like the pushback, and it's not unique to the Knicks, and this is why it's become kind of a fun uh, a fun parlor game for Andrew every time he does one of these pregame pods to talk to the opposing the, the, or the guest about the opposing coach and how the opposing fan base views the opposing coach. And so far we are like 14 for 15 or something where the, the, the guest is like, yeah, there's, there's pretty big segment of the fan base that doesn't like this coach (laughs) with the one exception being my Brown uh, with the Kings. Everybody does this. And I'm, if I was doing, you know, heat film school or Celtics film school or, or, uh, you know, whatever Sixers film school would pick any team. I'd have the same, attitude, which is like, in general, I think too much of the blame goes towards this. It doesn't mean you can't blame the coach. It doesn't mean you can't point out things that went wrong. It doesn't mean you can't say that the substitution didn't work. I'm not disagreeing with any of that. I'm my role on here, as far as I see it, is just to kind of be is be balanced. And by definition, I feel like, again, it's not unique to the Knicks fans. It's everywhere. Um. The balance is a little out of whack sometimes in terms of the blame. That's all. Uh, Frank Miranda. What's up, Mac? Uh, Mac, it's your boy Frank from Patreon. Thoughts on Windhorse putting out that the Knicks have enough assets to trade for two stars. I don't think he's pulling that out of his rear end. Thoughts? Um, I Yeah, I, I saw that. I didn't actually get a chance to listen to the pod yet, but I read the exact quotes. I was actually going to write about this for next week, but I'll say I'll say a few words now. Um, Winhorst is never a guy who pulls anything out of his out of his rear end. That said, and and by the way, he's a guy that and all of these big time reporters, and he's a reporter, which is why, like, please draw a distinction between a guy like Brian Winhorst and a guy like Stephen A. Smith or Skip Bayless or like I don't know who else like comments on the NBA. Um but like Winhorse is a reporter and he talks to executives constantly. So like I don't think he's like reporting that like the Knicks are going to trade for two stars this summer or whatever, but from you know the people that he talks to around the league, I think there's clearly speculation like, man, the Knicks are set up to um to make two big moves. Will they? It depends on the marketplace. It depends who becomes available. It becomes, you know, that that's that we don't know those answers yet. From a logistical point of view, can they trade for two stars? Absolutely. Are they trading for like Joel Embiid and Luka Doncic? No, they don't have that asset base. And, you know, and, and again, 
Windhorst's premise was like they could keep Randall and Brunson and trade for two stars. But like, depending on who the stars are, like, can they cobble together the salary? Absolutely, they could cobble together the salary. Do they have enough by way of total first round picks and young players that if they really wanted to put it all on the table, could they? Yeah, absolutely. Do I think that's necessarily a good idea? Probably not. And again, we could talk about a hundred different trade scenarios and I could give you a hundred different answers, but the notion of like ransacking this team's depth is not something I'm a fan of. I, I think there's probably a, a, a like a one trade maybe that makes more sense to me. And then a, a second, depending on what the second is, but I don't know. Thanks, Frank. Uh, busy with another one. P.S. I need the RJ type energy when you start blaming Tibbs, J-Mac. Thanks. Um, Tibbs has been really, really good for this year. He won the coach of the year two years ago, and he had a poor year last year. Last year, I criticized him a lot. And I praised RJ a lot because RJ was really good last year. This year, RJ has not been good, by and large. And Tibbs has been very good. So I'm not going to bring the same energy because, again, in addition to trying to be balanced on these things, I try to take the whole picture into perspective. And one of the things I'm very proud of, and obviously people disagree, they, you know, (laughs) a lot of content options out there. One of the things I'm very proud of is to try to keep things in perspective and to try to consider the whole. So I am going to always be more measured in praise of people who have not been good. And I'm always going to be more measured in my blame of people who I think have, have been good. Um, that said, RJ, amazing night tonight. Awesome night. Best player of the game. One of his best games of the season. Thibodeau, I think he did some good things tonight in terms of countering Miami's zone. Offensively, again, they scored 120 points. Tough to fault that. Defensively, like, is that on Tibbs? I, I don't know. Again, we're quibbling with the substitution. We're quibbling with like foul reviews. Not the sort of stuff that I get worked up over. So, you know, that's just me. And then we got Jay. Bad coaching last two games. He will get out coached in the playoffs. What's his career playoff record? Again, you and I know the coach will not deliver. Well, I don't know that. I know that. I don't know that because, um, this coach has never lost a playoff series that he's been favored in until granted the heat, the, the, the Hawks series every other, every year with the, I don't know why people get on, get on his coaching resume with the bulls. Like he, if anything, he outkicked his coverage with the bulls. Like the, the, the series he won against the nets, like the nets were supposed to win that series. And I think not saying tips coaching is what won them that series, but, um, certainly was the better coach and they advanced and then they ended up losing to, I believe I forget if that was the year the heat won the championship or they just made it to the finals, but like, you know, they gave the heat hell for a um, bunch of games and they lost in six. Uh, yeah. I have faith in Tibbs, but that's me. Uh, Todd Rolick thoughts on Lillard's fit on this team. If he gets moved. Yeah. I saw his comments. Um, Yeah, we're talking about Jalen Brunson's defense being an issue, and now we want to pair him with Damian Lillard. 
I think <laughs> I think uh it's not the most ideal fit. That said, <laughs> that said, if they could go out and add a Damian Lillard to a team with Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle and try to count on, you know, whether it's Mitch, I imagine it would be Mitch, but like your defensive anchor and then really getting like I, to me, that's the interesting conversation. Like if you made that trade, do you have enough left over in the bank to trade for like OG Ananobi? Because OG Ananobi, if you want to talk about a, 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 a wing defender that can help make your life livable with those two dudes. Now you want to talk about the issue of there being only one ball. OG Ananobi allegedly wants to have a bigger role in the offense. Well, guess what? If he's on a team with Damian Lillard, Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle, he ain't having a, a big role in the offense. So like who's the wing defender that you get there? Because I don't think, you know, maybe it's Josh Hart, like, but again, Josh Hart, we're talking about, he's a little under, you know, he's not, he's not as big as you'd like your like primo wing defender to be. I don't know. It's, it's tough. I'd have to, it depends on the price. Depends on the price tag and like, you know, Blazers aren't giving away for free. Um, it wouldn't be my first look. I'll say that. It wouldn't be my first look if I'm trying to trade for a star. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up, Knicks fans? Power up for springtime with Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Get nutritious, chef-prepared meals delivered straight to your door, leaving you time and energy to tackle everything on your to-do list. Get Factor and not only skip the trip to the grocery store, but skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. No matter what your lifestyle, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest with keto, calorie-smart, vegan veggie, and protein-plus meals on the menu each week. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of more than 36 quick bites, smoothies, juices, and more satisfying add-ons. Looking to cut back on takeout? Get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheaper, but meals are ready quicker than restaurants delivery. Just two minutes. Also, eating vegan or veggie is a snap with Factor. Each meal has all the ingredients you want and nothing you don't. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to your vegan and veggie meals each week. Get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Don't hesitate. Head to factormeals.com filmschool50 and use the code filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Again, that's factormeals.com filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Red Sarachek, what's going on, Red? How are you? Finishing us off tonight. Uh, hot take. I'm not worried. Players like Jalen Brunson, Quentin Grimes, and um, Josh Hart give us vastly a vastly different playoff feel than what we had versus the Hawks. I completely agree. Um, mostly Josh Hart and Jalen Brunson, just because Grimes hasn't been there yet. My number one question is whether we could switch the script on subs and off on subs and off strategy and the offensive strategy as the series goes on. I can't say I'm worried a ton about this team's offense right now. I got to tell you, I'm not their Their offensive rating after this game is. Hold on. We haven't. Uh, this is the last super chat. So maybe Andrew wants to come up for this one. Sure. Um, I didn't yell at anybody. Get proud of you. Thanks, man. <laughs> Growth. Growth. Yes. Uh, shout out. Shout out Kelly from Insecure. They're they have one sixteen point five offensive rating, which um had it been done in any other year would be the uh greatest offense in history of basketball. Yeah, there's a lot of that uh, this year. Yeah, it's fifth this year. Um, but it's fifth. It's fifth behind Giannis and Tedakumpo, Boston's the uh excuse me. Here this is really the best, I think, the best um no, sorry, it's not fifth behind the the box. It's fifth behind the Kings, the Nuggets, the Sixers, and the Celtics. Three of those teams have guys who will finish in the top four of the MVP voting, 
and the Kings are, I mean, just a juggernaut. So, like, I, I can't say I, I worry about them shifting up the offense. I thought I thought they did a great job shifting up the offense tonight against the zone. Thought they passed it quickly. Thought they passed it wisely. Yeah. I have no questions about their offense. I, I got to be honest. Quick missed some, quickly missed some shots that he normally makes. Like, quickly Randall, was one of eight and they scored one, 120. Right. Like, Randall missed some. Oh, and like, Randall was terrible. Yeah. Like, th- there was some shot selection in the third quarter that I had some issues with, but that's not, like that's not like an offensive system. I, I'm not, I'm not picking nits. If it was three possessions, fine. I just yeah. knew there was a portion of the third quarter where I was like, so we're going one on one with Jimmy yeah, Butler. It was so we're going one on one with Bam. It was. It was a. I know that I'll tell you the three possessions. It was a mm-hmm. fadeaway over uh, Randall fadeaway over Bam Adebayo on the baseline. It was a pull up three uh, by Brunson Brunson's, over yeah over Bam. It was, it was either a, Bam or Butler, but that was the point. Two. It was one of those two. And then it was a Randall mid range kind of step back that I was the least egregious of the three, but it was still like, we don't really need that shot there. It was those three. And then quickly had one possession in the fourth. That was after the second unit offense had been brilliant for like five possessions in a row. That was like the one shot that like wasn't great. Um, Everything else, their offense was really good. Yeah. And just to double down on your point, I've done... I've done, I think I've done 40, maybe 35 post pregame pods. <laughs> One has told me that they're happy with their head coach. Yeah. This is a thing. Every fan base hates their coach. It's honestly part of a reason why I thought the pregame pod would be great. was hey. to be, get perspective. Every We had the, the Giancarlo's first time on here. He was like, there's a portion of the fan base that has fire spo as a hashtag. Eric Spolstra, who should and, have a lifetime contract, you know? And like, again, just like full disclosure, I think it works for two reasons. The attitude that I take. One, and again, I Andrew used to yell at me. We're like, he's like, you shouldn't tell people to go listen to other pods. But like, there is, you want to talk about like counter-programming. Like, there's a ton of people out there who get on various channels after Nick games and yell and scream about the coach. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> we should not tell them to go someplace else, John. <laughs> no, don't go someplace else. <laughs> no, but, listen but, to us and our measured reaction. But, but, to but the that's my point game. is like, that's out there. Number one. And two, frankly, like I don't want that's I, I, spoiler alert. That's not who I want to be. That's not what is naturally no. comes to me. And that's not my, my default. I, I am going to generally default towards trying to again, see things. I, I think it's measured, but others might disagree. I listen. I, we're not doing a full psychoanalysis of this tonight. I think in the first five ten minutes of after a basketball game that you just watch, especially against the rival, you're gonna react your most passionately one yeah. way or the other. If, whether yep. it's a win, you're yep. gonna go through the roof with optimism. If it's a loss, the sky is falling and our heads, our pets' heads are falling off. Like our pets' heads. That's effort, that's a uh, that's from Dumb and Dumber. Oh, the when uh, Harry the ba- gives the, the blind kid the parakeet that has no head, and um, the earlier he was, he says something about our pets' heads are falling off. Yes, I forgot that. So that's what that, that quote is. The point is, that's a good, that's like, a good job what you. have I always told you? Fan is short for fanatic, and yeah. I do think 
you know, just remember when people come at the coach, they're I look, I was one that brought up the criticism of tips tonight. I didn't think I thought there was a two or three quibbles, but I also started with they didn't lose this game. This wasn't a coaching loss. Yeah, but you're two you know your two things were the correct two things to bring up. Yeah. yeah. I also agree with Alex, by the way. I'm concerned about Jalen Brunson. This is like four straight games, and it's a four straight game since he's been back. Or three straight games since he's been back that it's like, oh, you're kind of a traffic cone right now. Yeah. Like, and- the value he adds has always been effort this season. Like, you know what? He tries is what we've always said. And then he gets those Brunson-hinned yeah. offensive fouls. When he's not getting that call... He did get one tonight, by the way. He did get one, yeah. but like... There were several other possessions where they're flat out hunting him. That's what Benji's thread was on today. Our film session was on he, today. Yeah. And that's what I'm worried about is that as we yeah. get closer to the playoffs, they're going to start hunting him. And is he and his six foot frame up for it? Yeah. And the reality of it may be, and it would be a drastic shift, but like there is a world where they, he's the guy that's running the second units instead of RJ. You know, which is like, that's always interested me mm-hmm. because again, and it's it's not the biggest of sample sizes, but the numbers with him and quickly and like Obi are, I don't know if we have time to, it would take probably a minute for me to pull them up. Are you, you talking want, about? You want to filibuster for a sec? Sure. I actually, one thing I am low-key a little worried about someone, I, I don't know if someone brought up. Uh, I think someone did bring up a quickly concern. Um, can I just read you his shooting splits since the Boston game? I'm just gonna present. I'm just gonna present sure. the numbers and yeah. say that they exist. So okay. since the Boston game, he is shooting 36 percent from the field. Okay, 28.6 percent from three. Um, still making his free throws and is a negative 3.1. Well, the negative 3.1 is. That's just so out of character for him because he he's been such a positive. Yep. Um, and then I think he's just he's in a shooting slump since the Boston game. I'm not. It's not. But a he's had some good shooting him. games. He's had some atrocious shooting games, which also had some then good even it games. out. So it's not eight bad games. I'm literally just pointing That's out my point. since the Boston game, he's had eight games and his shooting splits across the board. We're also talking about him after a one for eight game. I actually thought that fourth quarter spurt that the the bench went on to get the lead quickly had a lot to do with that, especially on defense. And had he been shooting well, this, the Knicks would have, this would have been 140 to 127 would have been the final, or at least the Knicks would have won because they would have been able to match Miami bucket for bucket. But point being, I, I it's just a, a note that Emmanuel quickly is in a bit of a shooting slump overall since the Boston game. Yeah, this is the one it's in 350 minutes. So, not insignificant sample size. Mm-hmm. Um, Hardenstein, Brunson, and Quickly plus 17.6 per 100, 123.3 offense, 105.7 defense. That's a little deceiving, though, because Quickly and Hardenstein have closed a bunch of games. So you got Randall and, and Hart in those minutes. That's where a lot of that's coming from. The one that I was looking for, and it's not as good as I remembered, but it's still pretty good. In 205 minutes, Brunson topping and quickly. So 205 minutes, not nothing, plus 13.9, um, 115.6 offense, which is very good, but below their usual offensive number, 101.7 defense. And I think that defensive number is important because I'm not saying like Jalen Brunson and Obi Toppin uh, turn into uh, 
I, I'm trying to think, you know, Gary Payton and uh, was a really good defensive, player. you know, Dennis Rodman mm-hmm. um, defensively. But those units are are playing against second units, you know, those 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 Brunson quickly um, topping units. And like it helps mitigate Brunson being taken advantage of. So the notion of switching it up and maybe getting Brunson now, is that really going to help that much? And, you know, I don't know. I don't, it's tough. It's tough because if you're going to want to win games in the playoffs, you're going to have Jalen Brunson out there during big minutes. So it's like he has to play better. It's it's so much less about like an alternative option to Jalen Brunson. It's are you worried about our primary option and the way he's looked yeah, since but, coming back from injury? But at the same time, when the, when it, when it comes down to the playoffs and it's about like, you know, every five minute stretch of the game matters. Is there is there a material improvement that you could make? Like, is what is the trade off? Because again, I'm not going to sit here like a lot of people do and be like, "Well, look at this net rating. You should obviously do this thing." Well, there's a trade off, and the trade off is that you're not going to have Jalen Brunson out there on offense, you know, against an opposing team starters who are theoretically their best defenders, and thus are you upholding your offensive numbers? So it's like there's a give and take. Um, I I don't know. Two things real quick. We had three more Super Chats that came in. Um, and Red Sarachek, while, well, first of all, he's another Super Chat, so read that. Uh, with that said, I hope the guys have Mr. Reed in their heart, as we should all, mm-hmm. when they take the floor this postseason. I think the Garden will have an extra special aura to it come the postseason the captain would have loved to see. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well said. Well said. He also says in the chat, the regular chat, um, GMAC, sorry, I should have clarified. I meant Tibbs adjusting to playing a team four to seven games in a row, seeing different defenses. That's what he means by okay. offensive strategy over a seven game. Oh, um, yeah, I mean, again, I thought their defense against the Hawks was really good. Um, different league. Two years ago, yeah. Like, I I do wonder the advanced offense. This, this is the steroid era that we're in right now. This is a yeah, juiced ball season, offensively. But like for the, the Knicks, to me, they're the simplest defense in the league to figure out. Like you know exactly what they're mm-hmm. going to do. Like they're going to pack the paint. They're going to fall back. It's a matter of. The team you're playing, are they going to one make the make the requisite passes, which teams don't always do, and we'll see. But the good teams do, so you figure they're going to make the right passes, and then is the and that's why I loved Benji's thread today. It was a not thread, but his his clip where are like nail help is how he Benji puts it where mm-hmm. a guy is guarding a shooter on like kind of like the top of the foul line extended or maybe a little bit more to the, the top of the arc and that person is supposed to kind of shade over to wall off the drive if there's a high pick and roll on the other side of the court like that's the scheme but the difference between executing that scheme properly and executing that scheme such that it's going to give up an open three is literally one additional step maybe a step and a half. That's the difference. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. So that's not a scheme thing. That's just, are you, are you executing and are like, you know, you crossing your T's and you're dotting your I's there. The other stuff like the, again, shout out to Benji because he always talks about this, like giving up, giving up threes to opposing centers. Like they're spoiler alert. They're going to do that. Yeah. And if Al Harford, 
There's no center up. Although, like you just said it. It's Horford. That's the only. And bro, I, I, I fear Brooke. I think Brooke can make threes. Oh, we get to that point. Anything is gravy. We get to the conference finals and. But that, but again, that's like the nice thing about playing the Cavs is that is one thing you do yeah. not have to worry about with Cleveland at all. You yeah, do I agree. not have to worry about their five spacing the four. So the Knicks, that's what the nice thing is, is the Knicks can not only hide Brunson defensively, A, but B, they could just play their, their scheme and they don't have to worry about any, you know, widget getting thrown into the machine um, and screwing it up. It's just about doing what you got to do. You may also not have to worry about their, I guess Levert would be their closing three. I was going to say their three spacing the floor, um, but I digress. Two more. Uh, again, if, if, if Levert's taking shots in a big spot, please. You live with it. Uh, Emil Bamansor, the Knicks are the hunted now. They need to match the energy of teams coming in to trying to beat us. I, that, oh, let me finish reading the comment. Give credit to the Heat as well. They made shots. Do you think? Do we yeah. should give some credit to the Miami Heat who played as perfect of a ball game as you could probably play? Like, man. I thought we were headed for Torian Prince, Gabe Vincent, like Gabe Vincent having a Torian Prince night when he had 13 points in the first quarter and 16 at halftime. Like the heat just like the like and again the heat are dealing you know what the limitations are dealing with? They're dealing with Gabe D, Gabe Vincent's defense or dealing with Max Struess's defense. And guess what? The Knicks did a good job of exploiting those things tonight. Mm-hmm. Um but otherwise, you know, the Heat played a pretty perfect game. As far as trying to match the energy of teams coming in to try to be us, that's the reason I knew they were I shouldn't say new. I thought they were gonna lose this game. I thought the Heat were gonna come out and they were gonna be like, Not tonight, not in our building. And they did. Last one. Okay. Kevin Danishevsky with one more finishes us out. Fire Tibbs Butler's awful Cam a Hall of Famer. Yell, John. Nah, I'm too old to yell. How about no? I'm gonna, and the show's over. There we go. Sorry, Kevin. He didn't yell. Chaos avoided. Um Yeah, no, this is this is not a game worth yelling about. I don't think at least. But Anyway, I'll yell at uh, you off there. What? I'll yell at you off there. <laughs> Shout out Johnny Bryant, my head coach. Okay. Hashtag my head coach. That's hashtag, the hashtag my head coach. Hashtag my head coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Remember to like the video. <laughs> I'm such an asshole. I'm so sorry. You're, you were like, you, you did not deserve any of this. You were also right, by the way. Two oh, nights ago, you told me I should be afraid of the Miami Heat. And I was like, fuck the Miami Heat. And then the next day, I started doing research for a Heat pregame pod. I was like, oh, they're actually been really good in their last 12 games. Oh, they're actually really good at home. Oh, I should have probably be afraid of what Jimmy Butler's I, doing this season. Here, you know what? I'm going to parlay this into shitting on the Hawks. Mm-hmm. I've watched the two teams I've watched the most. Actually, three teams I've watched the most of are the Nets, the Heat, and the Hawks over the last, I don't know, month or so. And the Nets are a team that it plays their butts off and they do really good, some really good things and they go through stretches where they do look like a really good team. And then you remember that they are a flawed team like, and they just they don't have a real... like Spencer Dinwiddie is their point guard, you know? And there are stretches where they're just not going to look great on on both ends but they're a time, team that tries, tries really hard the heat and the hawks are more polar opposites for me one of those teams has had a rough year for reasons but you watch the heat they are not a broken team the hawks broken team hawks need an offseason like that's my my rational they need I, 
a I lot. mean, they need religion too. I'm just saying they need an off season. <laughs> like it's why the whole thing with Brooklyn when we were afraid of them, it's like, no, they they probably need an off season to learn all of these new faces and learn maybe build some chemistry. That's one thing the Knicks have in their favor. The only like new face they've added is Josh Hart faces. Hold on. Josh Hart, Jalen Brunson, and Isaiah Hartenstein. What the Hawks need the off season to build chemistry. Well, new voice. What I'm for saying, Sadiq Bay? No, well, they're their coach. Like you gotta learn a new system. You gotta learn new everything. You know, I that that think look. Maybe it's not fixable. Maybe it starts bigger, at the top and I think the, bigger the rocks but in my, the walls. But my point is, know. watching the Hawks, I, my to, my two cents. Watching them, it's like, oh, that team's that team's broken. Talented is all hell, but mm-hmm. broken. The Heat, I've never once gotten that sense, which is why I have not gotten off this off this hill on like the Miami's not dead yet. They start winning road games, then I'll join you on that hill. I need to see them not lose, not lose to the Bulls after a back to back, and not need four I, full quarters to beat the Pistons. I mean, I whatever we don't have to talk about. It, but I mean, yeah. if you're the Sixers, you really oh want, yeah is that the team you want to see? If you're the, gotta be honest, the Celtics. The take earlier that maybe we want to play the Celtics. I don't completely disagree with it. I, I, it's not nuts. That team. Is ripe for a first round upset. A, a head coach imagine? that's clearly a step down from last season. They've gotten worse every month by net rating, by record all season. This Jalen Brown situation that's well, looming yeah. over all of this, and not for nothing, the Knicks beat them three out of four times this year. I know, but they're, they're just they're a very talented team. Their ceiling is probably the highest of any contender, and not including Golden State, but that's a whole, again, a whole nother thing, you know? Their ceiling is probably the highest of any contender. This is what Dan Favalli said. Um, highest of any contender, it's also the lowest of any contender. They can win the title or they can lose in the first round. I There's no other I disagree I, with I, that. I think the highest ceiling is the Suns. And I would actually probably put the Bucks as a higher ceiling than the Celtics, but the Celtics are in the conversation. But so the Suns are like, they're at least you understand why their their ceiling is different. Like I'm talking about as currently constructed, we know what the the Celtics are. You know, sure. like the Suns. Oh, maybe they'll get Kevin Durant back, and then yeah, their ceiling is super high. Ke- All right, whatever. But that's my point. Game. Like the Celtics as is can either win the title or lose in the first round. If the Suns lo- get Kevin Durant back, they could either win the title or lose the title probably to the Bucks in six games. You or know? no, the or losing the conference finals. The point is with the Durant, they're not the losing. Round. Uh, with Durant, I trust them a little more. We're really getting off the rails before we were supposed to finish up. But like the Suns could face the Warriors in the first round. The Suns could face the Clippers still in the first round. The Paul George thing obviously complicates that. But like who has home court in that Warrior series? I, uh, you want to tell me the Warrior? I, well, look, we'll see what happens. I, now we're I, off the rails. We'll save it for Patreon. One more, by the way. Red Sarachak with another one. Uh, what is Musaton? Made up stat of the night. Oh, that's right. I gotta. You think I, this for some reason it's not permeating. Slumping before the playoffs is ninety nine point ninety eight percent preferred over slumping during the playoffs. That stat was brought to you by Hint. It rhymes with Schmeiss and Schmozen Bloom. <laughs> Schmeiss and Schmozen Bloom. Thank All you. Right, right. All right, now now we're done. Uh, we'll see you uh, tomorrow for uh, post game. We got a. 
pregame pie dropping. Yep. Recorded it before the heat game tonight. Awesome. Great yeah. stuff. Looking forward to listening to that. We'll see everybody. Take care. Peace out. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.